Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. (laughs) You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is the second hour of power with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. The Lord of the Board, Nick Bodie, is on the boards, as usual. And, uh, you know, as I always tell you, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are a live show, and we do take your phone calls. If you got questions, comments, you want to brag about a big fish or whatever, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. And you can catch us on both 1250 a.m. or 1057 FM. We're on both stations. Same time, same content, same everything. So, uh, and, or you can email us live, too, at uh, CEOguys at yahoo.com. And right now, we have the two guys who are going to tell us all about the Ojibwa Bowhunters Youth Day. And that's uh, Oren Meyer and Ben Leskowski. I hope I got the name right, right gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, yeah. do you want to correct me, maybe? <laughs> no, no, you, you did fine. You did fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, first of all, I, I got a bunch of questions for you. First of all, yeah. where is the Youth Day going to be located? Because on your map here, I, I think I need a magnifying glass to see where it is. Uh, where is it located? So our uh, our club is actually located at uh, 3045 South Johnson Road in New Berlin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of property. Is this is the, and this is where the uh, the youth day is going to be held at? Yes, it is. So it's yeah. right in New Berlin, so it's really close by. Yeah, yeah, it's real close by. It's okay. real accessible for anybody anybody in the south in, in southeastern Wisconsin. Okay, and uh, now how long have you guys been doing this? It's been six years now since we've been doing it. Okay, and, and uh, yeah, it, it seems to be growing every year, and we we want to keep it growing. We have, uh, like like Lauren said, we have beautiful grounds, and we have 40 acres of uh, woods and trails and fields and whatnot. We have camping there available for members. Right. Now, this this Youth Day is free, and it's from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. next week, Saturday. Now, what ages of kids are you looking for to come and uh, participate? Well, we're uh, we're pretty much... Go ahead, Arden. Yeah, we're pretty much looking for... uh, any age class of kids that wants to come out and experience uh, um, what it's like to be able to shoot a bow, um, cast a fishing rod, get a chance to shoot a BB gun. Basically, 
Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to expose any age group of kids that wants to come out and learn about anything that's kind of affiliated with the outdoors. Right. now, And, and, and it says on your uh, pro- program here, it's funny, it says tug-of-war, picnic games, face painting, T-shirt making, and other <laughs> stuff. It sounds like you got a bunch of activities that'll make any age kid happy. Yep. Yep, we do. We try yeah. to uh, we try to service all age classes there. Yeah, and and also the, now uh, an adult must accompany the the youths, as I like to say, Y U T E A, you know, S youths, uh, because you also have nature walks. There's animals going to be there. DNR is going to be there. A lot of dogs, uh, turkey calling. I mean, all different things, and kids can actually try some bows and that. Yep, yep, yeah. definitely. We we have a bunch of uh, bows for the kids to try out. Um, we have a bunch of volunteers that, that come out to uh, help us with this event um, mm-hmm. to show the kids the proper shooting ways and, and the safe the safe proper shooting ways also. Yeah. And now Danny isn't here right now. He's indisposed at the moment. Uh, I don't know what the heck he's doing. He's out there somewhere <laughs> in the studio. He's out here in the station somewhere, probably talking to big-time Mike McGivern or something. But he sure. wanted to know, now, your your group, the Ojibwa Bow Hunters, now, do you guys use traditional bows in your club? Uh, well, we... Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead Ben. Yeah. Okay. Well, we started out as a traditional club, as everything was traditional at one time, but we're, we're open to compounds, recurves, long bows, and it's... It's probably about a 50-50 split in our club, you know. I mean, uh, we all get along. We all have our values of, of how we want to do stuff. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's about 50-50 in our club. And and people can join your club, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's a yeah. a membership application they go through. And, uh, yeah, we, we cap it off at 125 members just so it doesn't get too crazy. But uh, right now, currently, there are openings for our club. So, I mean, we always seem to get a few people signing up. You know, at these youth events because the parents are amazed at how nice of a place it is yeah, and, and how much fun it can be for the kids. Now, I also notice you've got a lot of sponsors for this event. Oh, my goodness. It would take too long to read them all. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, what good the, sponsors, too, you know. Yeah, is there a, a website people can go to so they can see all this stuff? Yes, there is. There, it's uh, ojibwabowhunters at clubexpress.com. At clubexpress.com, okay. Yep. Yep. And, and feel uh, free to check us out. We've got uh, flyers for the youth day as well as all of our other events that are going on. Um, I'm actually out at the grounds today because we have a uh, an open shoot going on all weekend long. Um, we're also uh, teamed up with backcountry hunters and anglers. We're showing a film tonight out here. So if anybody wants to come and check it out early, we're out here all weekend. And what movie? Yeah, what movie? Uh, it's the Public Land Owners Film Festival. So it's it's a bunch of short films that were filmed on public lands all all across the country. Oh, okay. And you know, one thing about this uh, Youth Day, the Ojibwa Bow Hunters Youth Day, is uh, what I like. It's free. It's free yeah. to everyone who comes out. Hundred <laughs> percent free. That's the only awesome. Thing we charge for is we got hot dogs, brats, and sodas, and obviously we only charge for that because kids would be taking one bite and throwing them in the garbage. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, yeah. You know what I mean, kids have, are like, yeah. We're giving away tons of stuff, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah you do, you got drawings. Stuff. I mean, it's all, all, you know, all raffle drawings. Everybody gets tickets. You know, there's, you know, there's no cost for anything. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, so, and and so this is a, like a five-hour event. They do all kinds of stuff. The kids ought to be pretty tired after they're done with all of this. 
<laughs> they're pretty pooped out by that. Yeah. Event, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I am. Yeah. It's, yeah well, you guys, <laughs> I, yeah, I, running I, I, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for now, sure. The, the, the DNR is going to be there, you said, right? Yes. Generally, yeah. there's somebody from the DNR there. Yes. Yeah. And uh, are, now, are they going to be doing a discussion thing, telling the kids about stuff, or are they bringing stuff to show? Uh, they no, generally. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. No, no, you go ahead, Lord. <laughs> uh, they generally are out here, and they do kind of a one-on-one kind of contact thing with the kids. Um, they can come up and talk to them, ask them any kind of questions that they have. Yeah, I'm sure the adults will have questions for them, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Always. And, uh, and what's this laser gallery? What's that? Uh, the DNR generally comes out with uh, it's a, uh, a trailer that has a screen on the inside of it. It's the same one that they have out at the sports show every okay. couple of years. Yeah. And where they shoot a laser at targets, right? Yep, yep, yep. It's a fun interactive event. Um, we also end up having a, uh, a BB gun range, which is uh, donated graciously through uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is Ben's baby over there. Um, so he's, uh, he's awesome and brings that out every year. So the kids get a chance to, uh, you know, find out how to safely handle a BB gun and, and fire. A BB gun <laughs> Is that also. like that game they used to have at the fair where you'd have to oh, shoot that's the star? Danny Bush now. <laughs> you'd have to, guys, remember that game where you had to shoot the star out at the fair with yeah. a BB gun? Uh, unfortunately, we don't have rapid fire, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was always a ripoff because I shot the star out where you couldn't see any of the star, and then the guy went and, and bent the paper back oh. from behind and and... Yeah, they rip you off on that one. Oh. You know what? That guy's still doing that. He's they still, still got that going <laughs> on. When you were a kid, he's still doing yeah. that. Yeah, what a scam. Well, uh, just to recap, uh, give your address one one more time in New Berlin where you're at. It's uh, 3045 South Johnson Road. Okay, and that's in New Berlin. And, in New uh, Berlin. and the website is, again? Ojibwa Bowhunters at clubexpress.com. All right. Well, I'm sure you guys are going to have a great time. I hope you get a lot of kids out there. Oh, uh, it's a blast. We generally get between two and 300 kids every year. Wow. Sounds fantastic. Good luck to you guys, and thanks for coming on the show. Take care, thanks guys. For having us. Yeah, you no bet. problem. Thank you for having us. All right, guys. Talk we'll to stop. you later. Yep. Okay, yep. Bye now. Well, that was interesting. And and I did ask him the question that you asked earlier, if the, if they're just into traditional archery. Yeah. He said their their club is about 50-50. Some guys are into the longbow uh, recurves, and some guys are using the compounds and that. So they got a mix of people, you know, who are club members who do it, you know. And they've got, I think he said, 40 acres of land out there in New Berlin for, you know, wooded land. It's really nice for all kinds of stuff, activities that they do. Did you ever shoot a longbow? No, I would like to. My uh, my cousin, years ago, he uh, when he'd get on a kick, he'd go all out on it. He started reading books about traditional archery. Yeah, and he actually read a book that talked about how the uh, Indians would make the longbows, mm-hmm. and he actually went and made his own bow. Oh, he did. And he had to he had to go out and get a special type of wood, yeah. special cut. And don't you have and to soak it in he, water to get the bend or whatever? He had, it was pretty fast too. I think it was because he said that's when compounds weren't as advanced as they are now. Right, yeah. And yeah. he'd be shooting at a range and he said he was shooting pretty close to the speed of the guys with the compounds. And and uh, the guy offered to try and buy, some guy tried to buy his longbow off of him. 
Really? And, and you know what? And then he took skins from Northern Pike and put it on the bow oh. as his camel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Northern Pike skins. I don't know how he did that. Wow. And then he made his own buckskin clothing. Like, you know, yeah. tanned. He tanned yeah. the... And you, do you want to know the tanning method? You'll never guess what, what he used as an integral part of his tanning process. What was that? Deer brains. Ooh. Yeah, Why? deer brains. Yep. It's Why? part of the tanning. What are you saying yelp it's over the, there no, for? It's the, the, it's Nick the brain. It's the, the, na- na- the Native American women, uh, their job was to chew the leather, get it kind of soft and mushy, and then you would treat it with deer brain in the fluid. Yep. That's, yeah, that's see? That's a real thing. Yeah, he used the deer brain. Now, wow. this is, now I asked him, <laughs> I said, well, what did you use to blend the deer brains? He used a blender. <laughs> the same blender he used for his protein shakes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it I've... didn't seem to phase him. Uh, obviously, he washed it, but I'd just be getting a special blender just, yeah, just for the purpose. Uh, obvi- obviously, Tom, that was pre-CWD days because nowadays yeah. I don't think yeah. anybody would no, uh, no. want to be messing around with deer brains in a You blender. know, I've heard that uh, some people have eaten or was a delicacy of monkey brains. Yep. I've heard about that. She, yeah, they. Sit, I don't think I'd ever do no, that. No, I think they sit in the Orient and they and they and the monkeys awake and alive and kind of no. looking, looking around while they're eating the brains. No, I think so. That's a horror story, but I think it seems oh. to me maybe I just saw that in some horror movies. Maybe you probably yeah, I probably saw it in a horror movie. Well, maybe that was <laughs> at a drive-in no, maybe theater. Maybe that was in Silence of the Lambs. No, 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 it was no. the guy's brains. No, no, that's uh, you're thinking of Hannibal, the Hannibal. third one. Oh, Hannibal they Lecter, eat, yeah. The yeah. Ray Krendler's brain while he's still alive. Yeah, no. that's, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> All right, we're we're going to a break. We're really getting off the rails here on the crazy train. Thanks for joining us. Get your ticket punched. We got three more segments. One, two, three more segments to go. You know your abacus there. Yeah, I know. I got I've got to count. I got to check all these of, fingers. Running on. out of fingers. Anyway. <laughs> and check out Ute Day. Yeah, Ute Day of the Ojibwa. Well, every time you say youth, it's Ute close day. to Ute. You I got say Ute. Of... I say it on purpose. I say yeah, Ute. No, but you, you. Oh, here, listen. Start it over. You were saying youth. Oh. When you first started talking about this a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I did. You said youth, but it sounded like Ute. Ute, yeah. Because well, you got the... kind of an you, accent. You say Ute. Yeah, two Utes. What is a ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with more, folks. Stay tuned. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbody. Tom Newbauer. What did I say? Newbody? Newbody. Oh, Tom Newbauer. He's uh, the Lord of the Board, Nick Bodie. We'll be right Newbody. back with more. We got that Lord of the Board stuff. <laughs> Okay, guys. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And who do we have on the line? Right now we have Mr. Joel Clayfish. You probably remember the name because Joel was a state senator for quite a while. But now he's out of politics and he's turned. Well, of course, he's always had the TV show Kill It, Clean It, Cook It. But now, right now, as a matter of fact, he's boar hunting in Florida. Good morning, Joel. <laughs> good morning, guys. What's going on? Yeah, we're, we're good. So are you out in the field now? 
And no, as a matter of fact, we uh, we were shining the grove last night till about four o'clock in the morning. So just got back up here. We're going to head out and uh, make sure we got the corn pile ready to sit tonight. Oh, okay. Hopefully those boar hogs are uh, going to get hungry sitting in the sitting in the wallows in the heat today and and get out once it starts to cool off this afternoon and evening. Ah, so that's the technique. So okay. you'll be in the pure darkness hunting, all night hunting, or what's the deal? Well, we usually bait, uh, bait the stands uh, during the day, okay. and then they kind of sit tight up in the wallows, wherever it's wet, in the marshy areas during right. the day and stay out of the heat. Okay. And we want to get in there about an hour and a half, uh, two hours ahead of dark. Okay. Because once it starts getting dusky, these hogs are smart, and they know if they don't get to that corn pile, some other hogs might or some other critters might. So they want to get in there before everyone else has a chance to get there. So you want to get there early enough that once it starts getting dusky, and right about when the mosquitoes hit you the hardest is about when you got the best chance of those boar hogs coming in. Now, you do guided trips for this, Joel? <laughs> I'm an outfitter, yeah. Yeah? Uh, Down in Florida, uh, the hogs, they were brought here by the Spanish in the 1400s as a food source. They were Russian boars, and in the Everglades area, they don't really have a natural predator. Now, alligators will get some of the youngsters crossing uh, the dikes and that type of thing, but they have really proliferated down here, and they're about 85% genetically Russian hogs down here. So they've still got that real long snout, and they grow the big cutter teeth and have the razorbacks on them. And it's just a really neat thing down here. So I outfit uh, hunts that come down to Florida, and some of these guys, I mean, we we get them up to around 400 pounds sometimes. Wow. it's just great because so many guys from Wisconsin never have a chance to hunt anything up there. And, of course, we we don't want invasive species coming to Wisconsin. So we go down here. We're not only helping the grove owners and the ranchers uh, by killing uh, these things, but they are an absolutely delicious spare. They eat the oranges on the orange groves down here. And honest to God, when you cut these things open, they smell like they're pre-marinated. In- <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of goes along uh, with your show, Kill It, Clean It, Cook It. So That's right. yeah, yeah. what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, firearms are you guys using down there? Well, now, there's two ways to, to shoot them. <laughs> uh, one way is to take them out right behind the ear. If you shoot them in the head, the concussion of the bullet's going to take out, you know, their spinal cord, and, and it's a quick, swift uh, kill. That's the best because one of the toughest things is when you – these are really tough animals, and they just uh, uh, keep going. So if you, if you do have a body shot, you want to use a, a big enough caliber – that you're getting past that shield plate on the boar hogs. They grow a grizzly shield plate in them that goes about from their neck to three-quarters of the way back on their body, and you got to use a high enough caliber to get through that if you're going to take a body shot. With a head shot, I use a two twenty-three. But if I've got somebody who's a little less experienced uh, of, of a shooter, um, we actually use a fifty caliber Beowulf. So we're putting – I always tell people, you put a – Put a big hole through them and make sure that uh, they're down because the last thing you want to be doing is on your hands and knees in the palmettos chasing an injured boar hog because they are nasty critters. How about uh, handguns? Wow. Do anybody use hand, you know, anyone use those? Oh, sure, yes. Uh, we do have guys uh, down using uh, 44, 45 caliber handguns. 
Okay. Uh, because a lot of the times in our stands, we're shooting only about 30 yards or so. And it's a real sporting challenge to be out there with a, uh, just iron sights or even with a scope on a handgun. And it makes for a real fun hunt. So there are times we use handguns. And, of course, uh, we do chase them with dogs down here as well. And then you want to use a, a smaller caliber handgun um, uh, you know, to dispatch the animal before you're going to use, what, eat it. What what major what part of Florida? What major city are you near? If someone was thinking <laughs> about, uh, I'm going to go to Florida and want to set up with you. You know, it's a big state. So where are you? It is a big state. Um, I would say the, the highest population of the Russian boar hogs is in and around the Yeehaw Junction area, which is the northern part of the Everglades. They are throughout the Everglades, but we're about an hour and a quarter southeast of Orlando. Okay. And if you uh, if you get on the internet, of course, we'd love to have you as a guest. Uh, Triple J Outfitters. Uh, you can give me a call anytime you want, but if you go on the internet, you'll see the places. Now, what's interesting, if you get to the outskirts of Florida, if you're in Central Florida in the Everglades region, that's where you're going to get the uh, more pure Russian boars and the Russian boar blood. As okay. you go to the edges, there's a lot more uh, potential uh, crossover breeding with feral pigs or pigs that have gotten off of farms, like a similar situation in Texas. Okay. So if you want to get that long-snouted Russian boar hog, you got to be in the Everglades region, so in and around the Everglades and to the north of it. But we're actually based in, <laughs> I'm not making this up, Yeehaw Junction, Florida. Okay. That, well, wasn't that a TV show? <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, it no, might be. B- before I forget, Joel, what is your phone number if somebody wants to call you about this? Oh, great. Well, they can call uh, Triple J Outfitters, call Joel Clayfish at 262-617-6343. Six, and, of course, we do what? feature a lot of these hunts on, on, on our show yeah. on TV as you well. said You said 6343? Yes, 262-617-6343. Okay, I'm writing that down in case one of our listeners wasn't able to write it down. They'll call me or they'll email me and say, hey, what was that phone number? And then I at least so have what it. So your, what's, your what's your season down there? Uh, there is no season for wild hog hunting. So now, you're triple- 12 months a year you're doing this? Well, I don't do too many of the trips down in the summertime because it's about 110 degrees uh, through the heat of the day. It does cool off a little bit at night, but we got plenty of heat up in Wisconsin. Uh, that's one of the great things about coming down here in the wintertime. you got some beautiful weather to come down to, and you can hunt something that's not only big game but tastes delicious. This pulled pork in a crock pot is unbelievable. And now we've got a few, just a couple minutes left, Joel. But let's let's uh, turn our focus onto your TV show, Kill It, Clean It, Cook It. Now tell everybody yeah. when you're on, what channel, all that other good stuff. Well, part of the fun of that uh, is that I get to be on my old alma mater, Channel 12, WISN. We're airing on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. The show is called Kill It, Clean It, Cook It. And one of the things that we focus on and we love is that you do not have to be a diehard or avid hunter or fisherman to watch this show. This is a show to show you that anyone can become a hunter or a fisherman in Wisconsin. And there is nothing much more satisfying than taking that game from the field to the table. We've got a cooking segment on every show with Chef Jerry Garcia. 
the head chef out at Wolverines out on Okachi Lake. We show you that you're not always successful, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't get in the great outdoors. We've got kids, new hunters, new fishermen. The fastest-growing uh, group of new hunters is women aged 18 to 45. We've got a lot of young kids. And we want to show you that on the show, you don't have to have experience. Get out there and try it and learn, and eventually you're going to have something to take from the field to the table, and the way to prepare it is unlimited. And we'll show you how to take that game and make it taste like something that you'd love to have and serve everybody. And that's the fun of the show. And it's on 1230s on Sunday on Channel 12 WISN. And we've got a pretty decent following. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's as great as your show is following, but I will say it's awfully fun. Well, listen, Joel, we got to go. It's time for our We're Up Against a Break. We appreciate you calling in and taking the time. Now, if people want to get in touch with you for boar hunting, it's 262-617-6343. And, of course, the TV show that you just told us about, Kill it, clean it, cook it. It's all there on Channel 12 at 12.30 on Sundays. Joel, thank you very much for calling in. Such a great time, you guys, and thanks for what you're doing. All, all right. right. Appreciate it, Joel. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, Joel was, uh, you know, he, he was a politician for many, many years, and uh, but he's always been do- doing this stuff with the boar hunt. He always enjoyed that and, and the TV show, you know, and being in the outdoors, so... Anyway, the one thing I didn't ask him, but I'm sure you could go to the website is if, and I'm thinking most places probably do this, is if you shoot one down there, I think they'll actually uh, ship well, the meat, ship the meat, yeah, butcher take, it and take ship care it. of that for you oh, for I'm an sure. extra fee. Sure, I'm sure they yeah, do. Yeah, because it'd probably be kind of tough to bring it back on the plane yourself. Yeah, unless you drove there, you know, you throw it in a cooler with ice and drive home. That's too much work, Tom. Driving home? Don't be so cheap. Pay them to do it and let them send it to you. Yeah, but that's if you're going to fly. But if you're driving, you can take it yourself. I would, I, why do do all that why work, not? Tom? Why not? That's not work. You just throw it in a big cooler, put a bunch of ice in it, and 18 and, hours later, you're home. Well, actually, where he is. 20, 18 20, hours. 20 hours where he is. Right. Yeah. 20, 20 hours. 22 hours. It might be 22 where he is. He's, yeah. He's down there in Florida always. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got to go to a break, folks. 799-1250 is the phone number. Got any questions or comments? Me and Danny are here talking boar hunting all morning. Yeah, right. We'll be right back with more. Don't need a boat at all. We've got a thing about some boat red I love. We've got a wave in the air. Red I love. I never understood this song. Me neither. <laughs> radar love. I thought I used to think it's some guy talking to chicks on his CB radio. <laughs> I had one of those one time. I did too. <laughs> did you? And uh, in fact, uh, I had my '76 Trans Am, and I bought that at the wrong time in life because we went to the 55 mile an hour speed limit all the way to Springfield, Missouri, through the flats of Illinois. Mm-hmm. So. There were times when we'd push it up to 70 miles an hour, and you'd feel like you were just a bandit mm-hmm. just being a, a, a outlaw. So I had a 76 Trans Am. Uh, my buddy Reggie had a black special edition 77 Trans Am. His cousin Jim had a black Trans Am non-special edition. All Trans Ams, huh? And we, had, uh, we, we all had CB radios. And we'd be communicating all the way mm-hmm. on down. 
And then you'd listen to the for the truckers. Ten for a good buddy. You'd listen for the tr- <laughs> you'd listen for the truckers, right? And find out where the you know the Smoky Bears were. Yeah. <laughs> and one time I was driving through St. Oh, Louis at about two in the morning on those rolling hills, and uh, there was a semi truck I was passing or behind. I don't know somewhere. Anyway, I heard the semi driver go, "Hey, what do you what what do you say I try and blow the doors off this Trans Am?" And I said. You're on. And I floored it. And I passed the guy going about 100 miles an hour, and he starts laughing, and his other trucker buddy says, what's going on? He goes, that old boy's got ears on. He just blew by me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it used to be cool. I used to, in the middle of the night, just being hopeful, I'd say, breaker, breaker for the foxy lady. I was always hoping to Mm. find some, but never worked. 10-4, good body, maybe? Uh, you know what Tom? Enough. You know what Tom's call sign was? Once in a while, you'd get a chick on there. He was new buddy. New buddy. He's Dan new Bush. Buddy. I'm Tom Newbody. <laughs> Tom Newbauer. What did I say? Newbody. Newbody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. You know, I did have a call sign. I don't remember what it was. I I have no clue. I don't remember. I had a '73 Charger at the so, time. So, like, I had an antenna a, that it was magnetic, right? You yeah. Could clink, put it oh, on the back of the, yeah and then yeah. you could just take and put it in your trunk and lock it afterwards so no one would steal it oh sure okay. yeah i had a wire that would run that's cool yeah it was yeah. pretty sharp and then yeah. the cb itself you know had a bracket where you could right, take right. it take it off yeah take it off yeah, i had that because you didn't want that stolen yeah because people would break into your car and steal it yeah to steal right yeah. steal the cb i'm trying to think what my uh what my handle i don't remember i have no clue but here, I, I do have something to tell you, Danny, that I, I'm a little surprised about. Um, talking to Frank, the owner of Cubby Tackle, who makes yeah. the mini mites. Now, we all know the regular mini mite is great for panfish, you know? Right. Now, and he, I was talking to him earlier this year in the wintertime, and he said, yeah, our mini mite twos, uh, they'll sell really well. You know, I was asking him about those. He says, yeah, they sell really well. And uh, so I put some in at the store, right? And we're selling a lot of mini mite twos. It's a little bit bigger than the regular mini mite, and uh, I, I, I'm just wondering maybe I should start using a mini mite too. Maybe I'll catch bigger crappies or something. You know, I I don't know, but we're, we're selling them. You know, and, I, I wish I, they'd I, make a musky sized one myself. I talked to him about that one time. If I asked him if he ever thought about it, I even uh, drew out some uh, diagrams. You know, on maybe certain things that he could do. You know, like cut the tail into three parts or something that it would wobble. You know, but I don't think he wants to get into that. I think when that. the muskies are in a real neutral kind of a mood, just, you know, yeah. just like the other fish come yeah. and suck and grab yeah. that thing. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't the muskie just kind of slide on up and just I don't know. suck that thing in? Who do, you, who do you got on the line there, Nick? We got our buddy Leighton the Catfisherman on the line. Hey, all right. All right. We're going to call you Catfish Leighton. Catman. We'll try <laughs> We'll see if Nick can try it to avoid cutting you off yeah, this time. I apologize, Leighton. That yeah. was my bad last week. So man. what's on your mind? Hey, man. I was just letting them know, man, that uh, I was just calling to let y'all know, man. I, I enjoyed y'all's show for the two hours y'all give. Y'all should be on more. But anyway, I'm on my way to Beaver Dam now. Yeah. But, uh, last week, I didn't have a good day. No? So, you know, Neither, did Neither did I. Neither did I. Neither did I yeah, last I didn't, week. Have a, I didn't have a good day. Turtles was in the water eating all the fish up. So I said, okay, then. So I'm going to call y'all today and let y'all know I'm on my way to Beaver Dam. Beaver? Some catfish yeah. and what? some crappie. Is that, Beaver, is that a lake? Beaver Dam Lake? Yeah, Beaver Dam Lake. It's a widening. What river is that? It's a widening of a river. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's man-made lake. 
you know what I'm saying? They, they, they made it themselves. So, you know, it's just a big old lake. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't get real deep. I think the deepest spot in that lake is like seven feet. It's not a real, yeah, it's yeah. not a deep lake at all. No. No, because it's man-made. So, you know what I'm saying? They made it, you know what I'm saying? But it's big, though. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, it, it but, is. It's a know. very long lake. Yeah, real yeah, long. Yeah, it's very long. Are you, you going to fish from a boat or from shore? Oh, no, I'm a fishing shore guy. I ain't no boat, man. I don't want to fall in the water. <laughs> and now, and so now, so do you like uh, have... I can swim, but I can't swim that good when it's too deep. <laughs> you don't want to. You can't swim when it's over your head, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I, that sounds I like my. Walk. I gotta be able to walk. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. five feet, that's uh, cool. So, yeah. Tom, I want to yeah. ask him about yeah. his okay. techniques. Here. So let me. Okay. Go so, ahead. do you have like rod holders that you stick in the ground or something? Then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got all that. I got everything I need to catch what I gotta catch. I got uh, grounders for my poles, I, you know. And then I got I got my um, my um, my barber pole. And uh, last week, uh, well, I was uh, uh, two weeks ago. I was up at uh, up here at uh, Brown Deer, but I was at Edgewater. You know where Edgewater at? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was up at Edgewater, so I caught some catfish down here. And then but you it was a rain, that was a rainy day, though. That day was a rainy, rainy day. So do you oh, use man. do you use like a big giant spinning reel and heavy line? No, my line is like eight eight pounds, but I just use wow it's about eight pounds. But I have I have uh, I have my uh, what you call zone. So so anytime a big catfish or whatever jump on here. They can run with it, you know what I'm saying? They can run with me. So you just you know have saying? your I got my drag, drag on. set. I got my drag okay. On, so. Well, you see, once he, you had that drag on, you all right, you know. You see, what I only I use I got to use heavier line though because I only yeah. catch because I only catch big oh, fish. Oh yeah, listen to Tom. <laughs> listen to Tom here. He, he all, there's another dorky joke over there. He, he, yeah, oh, okay. oh, oh, hey. so, <laughs> so yeah, I got. You. Hey, you got a, ask, you hey, but you had caught a forty. Didn't you say you got last week? You got a forty-six Boy, pounder, right? Yeah, I got a forty-eight pounder uh, flathead catfish. Uh, it was a couple. Uh, no, it was it was a while ago when I caught that one. But what? I only had a seven-pound test line. Well, that might have been a, a line test record yeah, had you yeah. submitted but that. The thing is, it, it took like I said, it took me like forty-five minutes to get wow. a man though. And you said you use stink baits too. What what kind of stink? You just go to a bait store and just buy some basic stink bait and just throw that yeah, on the bottom. I buy the dock. The docks. Yeah, docks. Docks is a dock. big one. Yeah. Okay. They're a big D-O-C, one. D O C. D O C. Yeah. And I buy that. But well, you know what I'm saying? It's like peanut butter. Like I told you last week, it's like peanut butter. It don't yeah. go off. You hey. know what I'm saying? It stay on there. Yeah, Leighton, I gotta ask. Hey, Leighton, why don't you ask me what's the biggest catfish I ever caught? Okay, then what what's the biggest catfish you? Well, the biggest catfish I ever caught only had one eye. Well, that's what I thought until I walked around the other side of it and saw the other. Listen to Tom and his dorky jokes again. Hey, feel feel free to use. I see you. Har har. Feel free to use. Yeah, feel free to use that. See what I got to deal with in the studio every weekend here. I'd rather be fishing with you, buddy. I'm gonna tell you something, something, man. I wish I could beat y'all one day just to see both of y'all. Yeah. Okay. We got to do that sometime. Yeah. All right. Maybe when we have a meet and greet out at Smokey's Musky Shop or something. I'll buy you a beer. Oh. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. That'd be great, man. I'd come see you. Well, right. well, definitely have to keep you in mind there. All right. Hey, listen, we got to go to a break, Leighton. Thanks okay, for calling. Man, yeah, good luck. Hey, and let us know next week how you did, okay? Uh, I'll call you next I'll call you next week, man. All, All right. right. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Good weekend, Yep, man. we'll All see you, right. bud. See ya. That was Leighton, our catfish expert. Catfish Leighton. Next week, I want to ask him what his catfish recipe would be. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, well, we got that and more coming up. This is the the final segment is coming up right after this break. This is the um, Skipper. Buddy. Yeah, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Dan Bouge. Skipper Butts Cutting Edge Outdoors, final countdown, and I can go home and take a nap. That's my countdown right now. Well, as soon as I woke up today, I thought, I can't wait to go back to sleep. I'm going to go out in the woods and sweat. So, so I got some... Oh, yeah. Some ad- I was thinking about this, Tom. I, I I think the problem bear hunting is a lot of times they come in at last light. Mm-hmm. And if so, that's why I think a low-power, high... Uh, you know, low power scope with good light gathering capability yeah, yeah. would be your best thing for bear hunting. Yeah. Now, with the open sights, they might come in where it's so dark he can't see his front bead. Well, isn't there? Uh, don't you? Is it uh, shooting stops at sundown? Uh, shooting stops when you can't see the bear. So, <laughs> so well, according, yeah, to, yeah. according to the Dan Bush theory of no, but, uh, shooting. No, okay. Yeah, of course it stops at sundown. But sometimes even, you know, actually the DNR is pretty liberal as far as it's their, their times that they set. I mean, you can go right up to that last light. And if you're here's the thing, Tom. You're in the woods, and if it's cloudy and overcast that day, and it, it's at that last minute illegal shooting, you you could potentially not be able to see your front sight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what I would suggest is that he actually practices. Okay, here's what he does. He goes into his house at night and he turns off. He has very low light in his living room. Mm-hmm. Bring Unloaded, of course. Bring your rifle up to your cheek. Line down and put the sights on where, and where you think that you've got the bead centered. Mm-hmm. And then have someone turn, turn on, on the, the lights light. and see if you've got yourself lined up yeah. the way you're supposed to. Oh, I'll tell him. That. Well, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. you could yeah. almost by feel. Yeah. Because I, 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 my di- brother shot a, a deer in uh, Missouri years ago. It was l- last light, and this is the first time he actually heard one grunting mm-hmm. coming through the woods, and the deer came and it stuck its head out from behind a tree, and being it had been grunting, he thought it was a buck. He really couldn't see antlers at that yeah, point. Yeah. And he had his 30-30, and he couldn't even see his front bead. It was about 50 yards away. But he just, you know, brought it up, naturally held, you know, the rifle centered and, you know, kind of centered where he thought normally would he'd be comfortable and would center that bead in that buckhorn sight, and he drilled it in the neck. So, yeah, you can kind of get comfortable mm-hmm. to the point where you practice enough, you should naturally center it. Mm-hmm. So. I was going to recommend something about fishing for our listeners that uh, when we have these hot days like this, now when when, when I was younger, and, well, I'd, I I like sleep too much right now. I mean, I enjoy sleeping in the middle of the night. 
So I haven't gone out in a while at night, but I would recommend on these really hot nights, you know, like we've been having these hot days, hot nights, going out and fishing at night. I mean, it's cooler, and you'd be surprised how good the catching can be going out at night. And you don't have to fight for a launch spot. You're not going to find many boats on the lake, you know. You don't have to put up with, like, let's say water skiers, jet skiers, pontooners, whatever. You know, I mean, it, it's very quiet out there. And, uh, and you can do really good. It's just you and 3 million mosquitoes. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you, they, Although on a they, lake, if there's a breeze going, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they really don't bother you that much. Yeah, I, they really, I really don't. don't get bothered at all. And here's the thing. It's it's a mind over matter type thing. If you have your lights on, which you're supposed to, okay, you'll see all the bugs around you, right? There'll be bugs all over. Well, the problem is, is that, you know, you, you're seeing them, you think about them more. But if you turn your lights off, and you don't see them, you don't even think about them. And, and of course, you got to take your bug spray or whatever, you know. But what I used to do, I know it's not totally legal, but I wouldn't have my lights on while I was fishing. But if I heard a motor, oh, i turn them on right away then. You know, if I heard a motor, yeah, then I'm going to well, turn I, them on. I think you're supposed to have them on. I don't know. If you're not under power, like you're Or maybe if you're not under power, don't, you don't have to have them. But if you want to stay alive. You better put them on if you hear a motor. Right. Yeah, and and never go fast at night. <laughs> you go slow. You go. You do a slow no wake move. You know. Nick, why are you lakes. choking us out with that Lysol here? Yeah. <laughs> Was, did somebody have? Uh, did you pass gas or something? <laughs> oh, he did. Well, I'd rather smell that than the Lysol. I'm dying over here. I'm sucking in Lysol chemicals. I'm not even going to finish this coffee now. I know the guys. Uh, There's a film on it. They, they they bring the Lysol in because usually one of the guys in the morning show or actually in the afternoon show, the big show, that well, somebody's usually sick, usually got some kind of sickness. Well, we they, got our own little germ room here, right? Yeah, it's all, it is. You know, it's all, all sealed the, in. Everybody's close together. Everybody's they got touching phones yeah, and touching stuff. the computer. Yeah, that's the stuff that should be sprayed. Is that thing? All the microphones. It, 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 yep, that. <laughs> Please stop doing did that. You have, did you have to do that? Yeah. Why are you doing it now? I don't know. I figure, figure I'll be like, because you're, you're my idol, Tom. I'm oh, taking yeah, after okay. you yeah, over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got a dumb joke? <laughs> one, oh. one that only I'll laugh at. Okay. Uh, yeah, well. Well, I'm going to turn off my computer. We didn't get an email today. I'm really surprised. Well, we didn't give the. Uh... Yeah, I gave it all the time. Every break. No, you Almost. didn't. Not every break, but a lot. I of didn't them. hear CE go, old guys at yahoo.com yeah, once. Yeah, I did. You did? Quite often. Yes, I really, I really, really did. Yes. So, but we do have a, a phone caller. What, what, what would John? Well, call? why don't you hold off? Hey, what and would see John if it's call actually it? a call? What would John call it? A caller inner? <laughs> yeah, he always liked to say caller inner. Caller yeah. inner. Uh, our yeah. friend Adam called in this morning. Our friend Adam. Okay. Good morning, Adam. Tom, what's going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Danny, you doing well? Doing well. Hanging in there. What's on your mind today? Choking well, on I some Lysol. You, but... you missed a shameless self-promotion there, Tom. What was that? Well, as far as night fishing goes, I mean, Sherpa sells those wonderful thermocells you can take out in your boat. to. Oh, oh you know, yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I've talked to a number of people about those, and those thermocells, I get, according to people, they really work. Uh, I have two of them, and they work fantastic. Yeah. How do those work exactly? It, uh, it's a little pad that you put inside the machine, and it's got a propane burner in it. 
Okay. And it kind of like blows the air around or whatever, that stuff. So you got to light uh, it basically, and it's got propane, did you say? No, it's, it's, it's got a self-ignition switch on it where you click it a few times, and you okay. can see it burning on the inside, and then you'll see the smoke coming off the pad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and it really keeps them away good. That's what everybody tells me. Uh, yeah, we keep one on the deck up north, too, all the time for when we're out there grilling. Is Are that, they fairly safe as far as fire hazard or something or what? Uh, oh yeah, they're safe as far as the fire hazard go. It's only it it looks uh almost like a filament you'd see in an old light bulb is what oh, you see okay. burning. What do those go for, Tom? I don't know. They're about, well, it depends. You can get the the basic unit and then it has like three refills. You can get fifteen refills, whatever you know, different number of refills. I don't know what are they? I I'm not sure. Twenty twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. I don't know. Something That'd like that. be a good investment. Different versions of them now too. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, something that you can put in a holster and keep on your hip if you want. Yeah. You're walking around in the woods. Right. Yeah, and those are made by Coleman, I think, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. I don't Actually, know. I've got, I've got the refills right over here. I know, I'm not sure. But I know it Coleman just, makes something like that, I think. Huh. I'm going to have to. That sounds like a good investment. Um, uh, I would highly recommend it. You know, but you know, it's funny. I'm like, like mosquitoes. Don't bother me mm-hmm. compared to like I was setting up camp with uh, my friend Mark up in Door County. He's going, oh, God, these mosquitoes are, are killing me. And I said, mosquitoes? I haven't seen one mosquito. I had none. He goes, oh, no, they're bothering me like crazy. Huh. And I said, one mosquito, Mark. Well, then the next, <laughs> the, next, the next morning I woke up, I had one mosquito in my tent. Yeah. I said, hey, I got a mosquito in my tent. Must have been the one Mark saw last night. So. <laughs> well, thanks for that uh, tip, Adam. Yep. Uh, no, no problem, guys. Hey, uh, Bushy, I wanted to tell you that day you had to drop Komar off and drop off a fishing pole. Yeah. I ended up winning the club tournament with that thing that weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, hey. I got a six and a quarter. Hey, way to go, man! Wow, that's a nice fish. Nice fish. Uh, fishing by myself too. Yeah, what uh what uh, was that what was that a PMT tournament or what, what? Uh, no, that was just our club tournament up north in Presque Isle. The club, okay, in Presque Isle. Oh, okay. That's a that's a beautiful area. Is that the Presque Isle chain you were on? Uh, I was on the crab chain. On the crab okay. chain? Okay. Which is in Presque Isle. Right, which is up there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, did you fish uh Crab Lake too then, I guess? Uh no, I fished a lake that is Secret uh, Secret Lake? Be well, like Tom. To, it's connected to Crab Lake. Oh, is that that little one off to the side? Uh, is that smaller no, one? It's further down through the holding pond. Okay. Now, okay. Now, Presque Isle, that's real clear, correct? Real clear Presque lake? Presque Isle Lake is very clear. Yeah, too, I, too clear. I fished it once years ago with uh, Tommy Wilson and Troy Woodrow, and uh, we saw something up there I've never seen before. Uh, we saw this bass go skittering across the shallows, acting crazy, and we're looking at, what's that thing doing? And then it literally jumped onto the shore, and a muskie went swooshing behind it. Uh. The fish literally got run up onto the rocks on shore, chased by a muskie. Yeah. Hey, Adam, we got to run. We, we, All right, take it easy, guys. Thanks th- for time today. Thanks take for care, calling. Adam. Well, Danny, I uh, I think that's about it. Don't you have at least... One more joke for uh, no, all our listeners but, out there. But, but you forgot to thank all the officers, first responders, all that good stuff. We thank all those yes, people. Yes, we thank those people. Yes. Thanks to everybody. Thanks yeah. to all our listeners. Yeah. Appreciate you. God bless. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's all, I, all got. I got, too. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Talk to you all next week.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.